Hello and welcome to episode 8 of Inquisitive on Relay FM. This episode of Inquisitive is brought to you by Lynda.com. This is where you're going to find thousands of courses created by industry experts for a free trial. Visit lynda.com slash inquisitive. It's also brought to you by our friends over at Campaign Monitor, who help you send beautiful emails and get better results. And Pilot, who are a fantastic little development studio that I'm going to tell you a little bit about later on in the show. My guest today is the one and only Mr. Sean Blanc. Hi, Sean. How are you? Hey, Mike. Doing very well, thanks. How are you? Thank you so much for being here. I'm, I'm fantastic. Thank you. My pleasure. I'm, I'm super happy to be on the, the new show, Inquisitive. Yeah. I love it. Before the first 10. And Sean, I must ask you, as I ask all of my guests, what do you like to be known for? What do I like to be known for? Mm-hmm. Snowboarding. Today it's snowboarding. You are like <laughs> you are a man of many talents, which I think people don't necessarily understand. Like you are a guy who who you know you are a nerdy guy. You have a blog, and you write at home. You know, so people expect that's you the to... the quintessential definition of nerdy. Yeah, like <laughs> I that... have a bl- I have a blog and I write at home. That's that's what you do. <laughs> However, you are an awesome snowboarder and you're a black belt in is it karate. It is uh, Taekwondo and Karate Do. Like we, uh, the system I studied was a kind of a blend of both. Naturally. Naturally, yes. People I am a black belt. Yeah. Pe- people don't realize that. Like when, whenever we hang out in like San Francisco, I- I'm perfectly comfortable walking through shady streets of you because I know you could just put someone down if you had to. Actually, what I would do is I just turn around and and use you as a human shield. Ah, oh, see, that's not what I expected. But see, because you're you know from the other side of the pond, you're so kind. People are like, oh, you know, you just chatted up with you. I would just say, oh, hello there. And they run away. Sorry. <laughs> like, oh, hello, mate. <laughs> so, Sean, I want to talk to you about Tools and Toys today. Um, awesome. What is Tools and Toys for people that are not familiar? It, well, I mean, like literally, what are, what are tools and what are toys? Or- you can feel free to answer either question. <laughs> uh, tools and Toys is a website on the internet. It's uh, like three years old now, and basically it's a it's it's like a cool stuff blog. Uh, so there's a couple guys that I have that help me write for it. Uh, Chris Gonzalez has been kind of taking the reins for the last uh, like I don't know like maybe almost two years now. It seems like, anyways. And then um, uh, Bradley Chambers just recently came on, and he's helping us as well. And so uh, a couple of us write for it. And it's just cool stuff. So every day we've got uh, two or three items that we put up that are cool. And then just yesterday, we had this uh, huge redesign uh, of the site. And so it looks completely different than the old design. It's it's super awesome. And uh, and so now we're kind of expanding it out beyond just kind of the the, the narrow focused uh, you know, uh, routine of you know, one or two or three items a day. And instead kind of building that out and starting to do like long form reviews, um, interviews with people that make stuff and and do cool things, uh, uh, some photo essays just of cool places. So like it's just not it's not just gear anymore. It's also like around the topic of uh, you know knowing more about that gear, getting peeks into how people use the gear that they use, um, and then also like it's kind of interesting. It's I, I feel like it's going to be an experiment, but we're trying to expand the like the voice of the website in terms of not just writing about the cool stuff, but also writing about the flip side of that in terms of like being a consumer and kind of the, you know, consumerism 
and that mindset of, of, of wanting to have the best of a product and, and buy things that you're going to use and then take care of them and be you know mindful about your purchases. And uh, I feel like there's such a, um, it's this interesting line to walk, right? Because we're, we're a cool stuff site. And so the, the majority of our income comes from people that go to the site, see something cool, and then click one of our links to go buy it. And then we will usually get a kickback for, for that referral. Uh, but yet also going, hey, hey, hey you know, think about this before you buy it. Do you need this, right? And so it's this interesting, like, hey, we make our money if you buy it, but we don't want to just <laughs> blindly encourage you to just buy everything. And so it's, it, it, it's sort of like an experiment. And, uh, but it's, just, it's important to me. Like that topic is important to me. And I'm like, you know what? I want this to be manifested in the, the website. And so we're, we're going to see how it goes. So That's it, a long answer. I love it. It was a great answer. In your fantastic welcome post on the new tools and toys, you spoke a, bit, a little bit about the inception of the site and how you kind of went from the the idea to putting it out on into the world in just a matter of weeks. Now, no, it's like a matter of days. Really, it's like, like, days. like I, it was. I, I literally had the idea on like a Monday or a Tuesday, and I thought about it in my head, and then I shared it with my wife on like a Thursday, and then I started working on it Friday, and it went live on like Monday. Why did you do it so fast? Well, because I, you know, I'm just a guy who, who has a blog and writes from home, so I had nothing else to do. <laughs> it's just a distraction. No, it, it actually kind of was. It was semi a distraction. And like, Mike, you're, I mean, you're a creative guy. You know how it is when you get an idea for something and it's like clear, like the, mm-hmm. the, the end result, like you can see it in your head and all the the dots, the the little details that would go into it, all those the floating pieces, you're like, oh, I see how it all lines up. I see how it all works together, um, and it like becomes clear. And then you're like, I have to build this right now, you know? Like you're just, mm-hmm. oh my goodness, I have to go for it. And so um, that's kind of how it was with tools and toys. Like some of some, I've had a few other projects like that where it's just like it's all clear. Like I now I need to just put my head down I'm going to build this and uh it was actually really I mean I just took you know WordPress uh like just a bare bones theme and just kind of modified it a little bit and then um yeah then I was good to go now how did the the site start was it I mean you mentioned that you have people helping you now was it just you yeah it was just me for a long time um let's see so it's three and a half or three years old now and uh I don't know. I'm the older I get, the worse I am with with time frames, just because it's all like it's like I don't know. I just feel like I've been eighteen for the last twenty years. Like it. So I think I did it by myself for like a year to a year and a half, and then um, I was doing. So I'm doing Schumblank.net and Tools and Toys side by side, and I just was having a hard time keeping up with it on a regular basis. I was like, I need help. Um, so I reached out to uh, my our mutual uh, very good friend Stephen Hackett, and I asked him, "Hey, would you be willing to to help me out and you know write for the for the site?" And I kind of like tried. I was like, "This is the first time I'd ever hired anybody to to help me on a consistent basis," and it was like really scary. I was like, "Oh my gosh! Like I'm going to spend money. Like I'm going to give them money to to do the work that I could be doing myself." And so it was my very first kind of foray into. Um, you know, working like, you know, contracting with somebody and, and wanting to pay them for the work and, you know, cause they didn't want to just have it be like guest posts and stuff like that. I was like, you know, tools and toys is, uh, it's an awesome site that I love doing, but it's also a business and it's making money and helping put food on the table. Um, and so my thought was, you know, Hey, can I, if I have someone else help me with the site, 
um, you know, maybe they could at least like earn their keep was kind of my thought in terms of the, the business and the numbers of it. Uh, and so I was like the, the money that I'm paying them to, to do these articles, like hopefully like the work that they do will then at least like generate that amount of revenue back for the site. Um, and you know, so I was like, Oh, let's, let's give it a shot. You know, see how it goes. I think I committed like six months or three months or something like that with Steven and, uh, kind of figured out about how much I thought each individual post on the site was worth. And then kind of like, it was, I don't know, like we figured out a number, um, that kind of just made sense and, and seemed fair. And, uh, so then Steven started helping me write the site. And so he started doing a couple posts a day. Um, and then I, I don't remember how I got introduced to Chris Gonzalez, but he had a, a site, um, called unretrofied for a while. And now it's, uh, he's recently rebranded it as the spark journal, really cool site. Um, and he'd been doing some writing on unretrofied that I came across like a couple times, you know, how like you, someone will like link to something, you know, come across and you're reading like, Oh, that's really cool. But it doesn't like, like you don't instantly now like subscribe to that person's RSS feed and sign up for their newsletter and follow them on Twitter all at once, right? Like no. if if you're like me, like you come across like a hundred websites a day and it's just, you know, this one, this one, this one. And sometimes some of those are like interesting and some of them like stick with you, uh, but you don't like sign up right away. And uh, that's kind of how it was with my initial introduction with Chris's writing. Like I remember, I think it was a review that he had done on Unretrofied or something. And it, I remember it like stuck with me and uh, just the design, even, you know, I can remember in my head, it was, you know, this uh, white and the unretrified logo was kind of like, it was like a pixely font. And, uh, and then like, I came across the site again, like a week or two or three later from like a different source. And I was like, oh yeah, this guy again. So I started tracking with his stuff. I was like, clearly like what he's doing is interesting and it, it keeps bubbling up in, in my, my circles. So uh, I started tracking with him and, uh, you know, Chris is a uh, really good writer and he writes very, very much in line with like the same kind of like the ethos that I liked with tools and toys, like kind of fun, kind of laid back. Um, but also like honest. And, uh, I was like, I bet, I bet it would be awesome to have, uh, I wonder if Chris would be interested in helping write for tools and toys to so kind of have this idea. Uh, so I was like, you know, Hey Steven, do you want some help? He was like, yes, I'd love help. So, so I reached out to Chris and, and he agreed to sign up and he's just been fantastic. So that was like the second like, all right, here we go. Like we're expanding. So now I had like two people that were helping with the site. Um, and, uh, it's really cool. So it's, it's, it's definitely has grown from, uh, from its original, just me to now there's a, a small team, um, to, to do it. So it's really cool. Before, I mean, before the relaunch, cause I'll ask you a bit about what your involvement is now. When you had Stephen and Chris, um, writing for the site, how involved were you in the day to day running of tools and toys? I like super not involved at all. Um, so I would handle all the, so I kind of moved to becoming more of like the manager, um, like, you know, I mean, CEO for lack of a better term. Uh, so basically working with all the sponsors, getting sponsorship sp spots filled, uh, making sure, you know, obviously like the site is up doing the, uh, you know, like I'm in charge of all the coding and, you know, updating WordPress and, you know, the hosting and stuff like that. Um, and then for like the bigger stuff that we would do, so like when the new Kindles would be announced or new Apple products would be announced, like kind of like working, we would all like rally together to to have a couple updates like right away for the cool stuff that we're excited about. Because that's kind of what we do, right? Like, hey, there's new Kindles out. Here's, you know, they're awesome. We're excited about it. And, and just like, that's kind of what we write about. Um, and then like putting together the, the bigger guides. So I did one on uh, like the Tools and Toys Guide to Awesome Coffee. 
And so I put that together and it's just a bunch of uh, kind of like breaks down like, hey, if you want to make awesome coffee at home, it's actually not that intimidating, but here's how to do it. Um, and you know, we did one for backyard cooking, uh, a couple others. Um, and then like we do like a holiday gift guide as well. So some of the bigger stuff, I would help kind of spearhead that if not do it myself. Um, whereas like the day to day, you know, the the new and cool posts of new and cool stuff that we do, you know, two or three of those every day. Uh, you know, Chris, now Chris almost does those exclusively for a while. It was Chris and Steven together. Uh, now Steven's transitioned over. He helps me with the sweet setup, in, which is like a perfect fit for him because he's such a Mac nerd. Um, so. Just a nerd in general. Yeah, nerd in general, except that he uh, he has a real job as well. And this. So he's not qu- not quite the quintessential definition of a nerd, but close. Yeah, he also has this job. He also has this job. He has a lot of jobs, that guy. <laughs> he's got just, a lot of spinning plates. Just constant, just jobs all over the place. So, I'm I'm, I'm interested. Like, we're going to talk about the the new science stuff like that, but there was. There was one thing that you mentioned in uh, your welcome post that I, I really liked the honesty of it. Um, it's just a few words. You said, I also did it for the money. <laughs> yep. That's something people tend not to say. Like, so you, you started Tools and Toys for the money. You say you had a kid on the way. Was mm-hmm. this, your, this is your first, right? Yeah, my first son. So Noah. So yeah. it was, so my wife and I were like six weeks pregnant at the time. I, Literally, like, I got back from my first trip to WWDC, so this is 2011. Uh, so in, like, February of 2011 when I was when I announced that I was quitting my job and I was going to start writing um, net as my full-time, my full-time gig. And at the time, it was just net, right? Like, that was it for me. I had one site, and I didn't have a podcast or anything, right? Like, I, uh, you know, we were getting ready to start the B&B podcast, and I was about to uh, start doing Sean today. But none of that, like it was just I had Shambonk.net and that was it. Um, and I remember, like the like in February of 2011, like the day before I announced that I was quitting, the day before I announced my membership drive and all that stuff, I was, uh, you know, I had uh, some Fusion ads. I'm, you know, still a member with Fusion ads on there. And then I was, I was just kind of started dipping my toe into doing RSS sponsorships. And so I was making like I think the like in total like a thousand bucks a month from the site, which is awesome for uh, like a side hobby, right? Like if it's, if you know, you got a full-time job and then you're doing this other thing on the side, like a thousand bucks a month is that's like, that's great. I was like, this is perfect. You know, can support, like I can buy cool stuff to review. I can buy apps. It can all be business write-offs um, and stuff like that. So I was doing schedule C with the, with the site and, uh, but a thousand bucks a month is not a full-time income for uh I mean, barely, barely for a single guy. If you have roommates, you might be able to survive on a thousand bucks a month if you're lucky. But that's when you're like 19. Um, so I, you know, married, own a home, got a mortgage, got some cars in the driveway, uh, and so a thousand bucks a month's not going to cut it. And so I knew, but my my goal was, I was like, I bet if I can get a couple months of doing my full time like work, like put the 40 hours a week into it, I bet I can get a full time income out of it, and I bet I could do it. Um, with, you know, within a couple months. So August rolls around. So, you know, I launched the, the site, I quit my job, I go full time, uh, you know, do the membership thing, a whole bunch of people sign up. And, and basically like, I was like, oh my gosh, like it's actually going to happen. It's actually going to work. Um, and then, uh, you know, it also helped like my wife was still working so that we had kind of dual income for a while. Um, and then slowly transitioned out of that. Now she's a stay home mom, um, over the years, things have, you know, changing quite a bit. 
but I was like, Hey, we're about to have a kid. Like, you know, I bet I could get, I bet I could launch this site and I bet it could do, uh, you know, at least like a couple hundred bucks a month, you know? And I mean, when you're you know, like, that's, that was that every little bit counts, right? Like when you're young and you're about to have kids, like every dollar is so important. And, uh, I mean, every dollar still is very important. Um, but I was like, Hey, it'd be a, a completely new revenue stream. Um, and I think it would be really fun. Like I genuinely, um, you know, the financial aspect of it was definitely like the number two for me. Like I definitely was excited about this site. I wanted to do it. And I thought, Hey, I also think that it could make money, but it wasn't about what can I do that can make some money. So I want to talk about the the redesign, the launch, which happened this week um, as we record. But before we do all of that, I want to thank our first sponsor for this week's episode, the people that are helping us pay the bills at Real FM. And that is our friends over at lynda.com who provide an easy and affordable way to help you learn fantastic things. With lynda.com, you can instantly stream thousands of courses created by experts on software, web development, graphic design, and so much more. So you're listening to me and Sean here. You're listening to us talk about starting your own business and working out all the stuff that you need to think about. Well, Linda can help you get on the front foot with all of that. They can help you learn the skills that you need. You know, they can help you learn about how to set up a blog if you want to. You know, they can help you teach you all of the coding stuff that you're going to need, all the HTML stuff. Maybe you want tips and tricks in content maybe you want tips and tricks in marketing all of that sort of stuff maybe you're listening to this you want to start a podcast linda has video tutorials on all of the stuff you're going to need from the nitty-gritty things and how to do the editing to just general podcast stuff if you want to learn that Uh, but they as i say they can also help you with marketing app development they have courses on all of this kind of stuff And you can go and try them all out for yourself. And I have a great deal that I can tell you about in a moment. But let me tell you about some of the fantastic features of Lender.com too. All of their courses are produced by professionals with expert gear and expert knowledge at the highest quality. And they're broken down into bite-sized pieces. So you're able to learn at your own pace, start to finish. If you want, you can jump in, jump around. You can maybe come back and learn a bit again if you want to because it's all broken down really nicely. And they have fantastic tools like you can create playlists of the stuff that you want to learn. They have searchable transcripts, which is one of my favorite features. So you remember in a week's time, oh, what did that guy say about this thing? You can go back to that video, do a search of the transcript and go straight back to that moment that you remember and watch it again. One of my favorite things as well, you can learn on the go with their apps for iPhone, iPad, and Android. So you can learn on the bus if you want in the morning. One of my favorite things, I set up my iPad next to my MacBook Pro and I watch Linda videos on my iPad whilst I'm doing the work as the guy or girl is teaching me. So I can kind of learn along with them, which is a great way that I find to pick stuff up. Now, lynda.com has over 100,000 video tutorials, and they have just one low monthly price of $25 to get you unlimited access to all of them. But I want you to go and try it out for yourself. I have worked out a deal with lynda.com to provide you with special access to all of these courses for free for seven days visit lynda.com slash inquisitive to sign up right now that's lynda.com slash inquisitive if you enjoy the show go and support linda because they're supporting us it helps us to continue doing things that we love to do thank you so much to linda for their support of this show so sean you have kind of gone back to basics with tools and toys you've reimagined it and pushed it back out into the world 
Mm-hmm. Why did you want to do this? Why go back? Why not just continue as you were? Um, I, I, like two reasons. I think it kind of comes back to the original reason that I started in the first place, right? So you've got uh, the reason going, hey, I think that this could be really great. So my, as I was sharing earlier, right, the idea of the, the expanding the voice of the, the website itself beyond just kind of the new and the cool stuff, which is, you know, fun. I'm not, not trying to, to knock that at all, but wanting to also incorporate these the reviews, these photo essays, these interviews, and expand our voice to, to touch on these topics of mindfulness, uh, intentionality, simplicity, um, you know, a celebration of, of craft and, and, and longevity and things like that, um, which is really important. Like, I'm the sort of guy that when I, when I go to buy something, I want to get... Um, I want to get the best version of it. I want to get like what's going to be the best for me. And so I'll spend a ton of time researching. And I think that that helps make me a uh, you know, a little bit wiser, more informed consumer. Um, and it also helps like then you buy something, you've got this great thing and you're going to use it for years and years and years and years as opposed to buying just kind of a cheap stopgap, whatever. Um, so just being kind of like intentional about like what are the things that we buy? What are the things that we use? <clears throat> and uh so I wanted to expand that out because I, I, I felt like the site in and of itself was sort of like this celebration of like consumerism. And I was like, I don't want it to be like that. I don't want it to be a celebration of consumerism. I want it to be more like a celebration of um, like, like ingenuity and, and making stuff and, and building stuff and having it and then like celebrating like how to use it really well and or maybe not celebrating how to use it, but uh, you know, recognizing like that's important and that these are cool things and, and this is a cool way to live, right? Like to, to care about this stuff and to know how to use it and to, to understand our tools and, and whatnot. So I wanted to kind of expand that voice so that there was this, the both sides to that coin of like, yeah, new stuff is cool and we like it and we want to geek out over it, but that doesn't necessarily mean we should always upgrade and doesn't necessarily mean we should always buy the latest stuff blindly. And, you know, like, don't put this on your credit card if you can't afford it. Like that kind of uh, that kind of mindset. So I, I really wanted to expand it out to, to be able to incorporate that. And so I felt like a new design would help like make a, a place for that so that we could have these these pages. Um, and so if you go and like you compare like the 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 page layout for like one of the new and cool, you know, product things that we say, hey, this is cool, check it out. Like the d- design of that page is a little bit different than the design for uh, like a long form review. So I posted my review of the Olympus EM10, like mirrorless camera. And the design of that page is like just perfectly suited for that type of an article. Like it just looks great. The images, you can do like this stuff with the, the graphics where they expand out past the content and some of them float on either side of the content. Just looks really, really stinking awesome. Um, and so the, the design of the site, I was like, we need these different, like flexible pages that, that can accommodate these different types of, of, uh, content that I want to put on the site. And it all kind of comes together as this, just kind of this, this unique package. And I was really, really inspired by like print publications, right? So you, you open up these, uh, these magazines I've got like off screen here. I just got, uh, the new, uh, legume, uh, issue one from uh, Elliot and Samantha Stocks and like some of these, I've got some other stuff, the, um, uh, the great discontent, their, their interview magazine, um, and, and a few others. And it's like, 
these things were the inspiration for the design of the website because you 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 page through these and the you know magazines are filled with all sorts of different types of content right and you've got well here's a note from the editor and here is uh, an interview with you know the design lead at Twitter and here is uh, a short little you know excerpt uh, summary or not excerpt summary but like a, a short little editorial article from a contributing author right so you've got all these different types of content in in one magazine that kind of uh, they go together, right? But the, the page layouts are different. The designs are different, though there's a similarity to them. And so that was like the inspiration for the redesign. I was like, we want all this new types of content. So let's have different page designs for each one was kind of the, the thought. And then, of course, in the business aspect too, right? I was like, I bet, you know, what if we, you know, if we do this new design, uh, make the site and better, like improve it, expand our content and, and stuff like that. Um, can it like push the site to the next level in terms of traffic, in terms of affiliate income, advertising income, stuff like that. And then I can afford to hire more people, like get more jobs for, for folks that are out there, um, you know, contributing to the site and stuff like that. So that was kind of like the motivation for why, why go back to the drawing board? Why rebuild it? Why the redesign? All that stuff. I like the idea that it seems like you're kind of changing the focus a little bit and there seems to be a, like a, a push on responsibility, which is quite yeah. interesting. No, that's a that's a yeah, absolutely yes. Like saying about like don't put it on your credit card, right? That's that's an interesting way to be because there is I think that there's a line that you can choose to draw if you want to. Um, I mean, you could continue just showing people really awesome stuff, but then make helping people make informed and good decisions is it's potentially more important in some instances, like if you look at something like the wire cutter, right? It's loads mm-hmm. of stuff there, loads of stuff there, but they try and do their best to show you the right thing to buy. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, is that something you think of? I mean, you, when you look at like the product reviews and stuff like that, um, are you, you know, rather than showing people 25 different ones, just say like, look, we tried them all. This is what we think you should do. I don't, I don't think that tools and toys could or should compete with with the wire cutter in terms of what they do like the the scope would be like if we were going to to go that route of you know so like i posted my review of the olympus uh, em10 camera right like i didn't post it as a um this is the best uh micro four thirds camera for you know this whatever like i didn't post it as that i just said this is the camera i have here's my review of it and so in a way like it's it's not so much a uh it's not so much saying like, okay, if you want to buy a mirrorless camera, this is the one to buy because I don't have the the time or the resources to 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 do like a, a broad spectrum, you know, try out all the cameras, and you know, like that's really really expensive. I did put hundreds of hours of research into my own camera pick and and you know, looking at that. So I try to convey like, hey, you know, I I did all this work. This is the camera I chose. Here's why I chose it. Here's why I think it's so great. Here's why I think you might like it. And here's all the things that I like about it. So it's kind of more like a, a the review is a celebration of the device itself, not so much a um, a buyer's guide for this product category. Um, and if we were going to do these sorts of buyer's guides, uh, which is very similar to what we do on the suite setup, you know, we'll we'll try out you know 50 weather apps and say this is the best one because um, that's something that we can do. Like I know that really well. We can do that really well, and we have the resources to pull it off. Whereas if we're going to do it with actual gadgets, one, like the wire cutter already exists, 
so we'd be writing about the same stuff that they're writing about. Um, and they do such a great job. Like I would just like, Hey, let's just, let, let's just let them do that. Mm-hmm. And we're just going to write about, um, a little bit, like a little bit more playful, I think in, in our, uh, editorial uh, content. So when I do the camera review or we've got some others coming up for like the, the rain stand, uh, for like your MacBook, we got one for like the, some field notes covers. It's more like, Hey, Ooh. this is really cool. And this is why we think it's cool. Um, and so it's just kind of like, Hey, check this out. Uh, and then, but you know, giving enough to information about it that if someone's interested in it, they would be able to say, Oh yeah, that's cool. I do want to get that or whatever. Um, but we're not necessarily doing like the, this is the one to buy if, if you just want to get one, you know, we might throw that in there if we, if we have enough experience, uh, for a certain product or a certain category. Um, but that's not going to be like the main focus at all. I'm looking forward to the, uh, the field notes covers. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Uh, uh, Josh Ginter is the guy that wrote that one. He's, oh, he, yeah, I know Josh. Yeah, he does the newsprint uh-huh. website, news, uh, newsprint.co, I think. Yeah, Josh, we talk about Josh quite a lot on the Pen Addict. <laughs> nice. Yeah, he's awesome. He's been fantastic. He's actually, uh, he's got several articles in the pipe for this month, and he's going to be one of our regular contributors. So I'm not surprised, actually, because of um, his photography stuff. Yeah, it's perfect. It fits in perfectly for the, the style, so I'm, yeah. I'm really excited. So I want to talk, I, I do want to talk to you about photography, but if you if you are a fan of tools and toys, you should be reading the newsprint.co. Like um his Josh's stuff is is fantastic. Like it just did really, really good. What is your involvement like now on a day-to-day basis with tools and toys? And do you envision it to stay at the way it currently is? Um so my involvement right now, I'm the the my official role would be like the editor in chief. So basically what that means is uh, you know, I'm giving the direction for where we're going and you know, I have the, the final say on, you know, hey, we're going to publish this, we're not going to publish that, whatever. Um, which is not that much different than what it's been before, except now we have a lot more types of content. So, uh, so Chris and Bradley are still helping with the, the daily updates, the new and cool stuff. Um, that's kind of where they excel. And then they're also now going to, uh, we're, well, we're kind of figuring out like how is the, like what's our editorial workflow going to look like now that we're going to do long form reviews, we're going to do interviews, we got photo essays, um, you know, re- regular editorial, like uh, at the end of each week, like I want to have a new column. I still don't know what to call it. Um, like, it like the, you know, the descriptive terms for this column are like, you know, mindfulness, simplicity, responsibility, intentionality, whatever else ends in E. Um, <laughs> Colony, <laughs> colony, <laughs> hungry. Wait, maybe not. And so, uh, so like we have this this end of the week column where trying to like round up stuff from around the web that is you know other people's work a lot that would you know kind of tie in with this ethos or whatever. Um, so it's still like we're still in the early stages. I'm still not a hundred percent sure what it all looks like. It's it's like I mean it's clear in my head in terms of like the like the voice like. You know, you know when you see it, right? And so as we're putting it together, I'm like, okay, yes, this is right, this is right, this is right. So I know it as I see it, as we're building it. So my day-to-day involvement right now is very, very intense. I'm very involved. And because uh, we're still trying to figure it out. So it's hard for me to communicate it to my team because I I only know it when I see it, right? So it's hard for me to communicate. So as we then like as things begin to settle in, we get into a publishing rhythm. We've got some of these articles under our belt. We've got some of these, uh, you know, this, this weekly column, got a few of those under our belt. 
um, and things begin to become more clear and like the whole team, like we're all together and like, okay, yeah, like we all get the vision. We all like are on the same page with that. Like, like Chris, this is going to be perfect for Chris because this is very similar to like the stuff that he's doing at the Spark Journal, um, like which is kind of his his main site. And uh, so I'm like, I know like we've got the right guys to 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 flesh this out and to really to do it well. But how it actually looks when published on the site, like we're still figuring that out. And so I'm very hands on right now. And uh, my hope is to to be able to eventually, you know, get things settled and then ha- find someone, you know, to to uh, to continue to help us, you know, get the site going and, and building it up um, and have things a little bit, you know, a better process with incoming reviews, incoming interviews and things like that and have people um, you know, that help can, can do that. So I don't have to be as involved with that day-to-day stuff. So I can continue to focus on, um, you know, building the site, making it, you know, getting out there and, and helping promote it, spread the word for stuff. Um, you know, a lot goes into doing the, the, the weekly email newsletters and, and, you know, sending out the tweets and scheduling that stuff. Like, actually it sounds dorky, but like, it takes time to put that together, to think about it. And then like, it's this mental task that like, I've spent time thinking about this thing and that it, it drains a little bit on just your cognitive resources that you've, you've got for the day. Um, so my, I don't know what my involvement will be, you know, six months from now. Um, of course I'll still be very hands-on, but like in terms of how much work I'm doing, I don't know. We'll see. I want to talk about actually launching things. Um, because I've seen a couple of tweets from you over the last 24 to 48 hours that are fascinating to me. And, and it seems that your process for launching a site or launching anything is kind of different to mine and many of the people that I see that do the sort of stuff that, that you do. So first off, how do you get ready? Now, you posted a screenshot of the amount of tasks that you had to check off <laughs> in OmniFocus, right? Uh-huh. So, I mean, th- this link will, will be in the show notes, which are at relay.fm slash inquisitive slash eight. And people can go and can go and look at that. And I encourage you to look at it. There's maybe about 25 things in here. So is this a methodical process that you follow every time? Is this something that you just were throwing in faults into this like bucket when you were ready, getting ready to launch? Like, what is this process like for you? And what are these tasks? Ah, uh, geez. I don't have a... Those, those tasks were all of the things that I had to do on... So the site today's Wednesday. The site went live yesterday, Tuesday, and Monday. What we did is we shut down the we shut down the website for a day, and just had like a, a splash you know page up there, and then um, you know and then on the back end you know we're all logged in and so we we've got the new theme uh, you know implemented. We're you know turning on the new plugins, uh, updating stuff because we had this whole customized like framework in the back end. To, to help us manage everything. My friend Pat Dryberg did it and just like it's just amazing. Like it's perfect. Um so happy with it. But we had to like turn on all the things and then like drop in all these new articles. Um so a bunch of stuff that we're planning to publish on on launch day. So that all that had to be imported. And then uh like a lot of the old guides had to be like updated to like these new custom post types that we're using in WordPress. And uh, we had to bring in a bunch of new images and all this stuff. So like, so Monday was like the transition day where we're bringing everything over. So I just had this list of just all the little things and all the I's that need to be dotted, all the T's that had to be crossed uh, for setting up the new site and having it ready to go. 
Um, so that's kind of that was like the the to do list. Uh, it's just like that sidebar check of all the check boxes or the check circles from OmniFocus on my Mac. And uh, usually, like when I'm I'm leading up to a launch or something like this, um, you know, because we did. I recently like relaunched my book, Delight is in the Details, and like when we did the sweet setup almost a year ago when we launched that, like a lot of times it's just, you know, you have the idea, so you start working on it, and just like slowly uh, putting together, you know, little things here and there, and, and it's, it begins to come clear, and then like as you're getting ready to like, oh my gosh, we're about to go live, you're like, oh, this has to be, this, 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 is, you know, it's always a scramble at the last minute. It doesn't even matter, you know, like, like what, what you're doing. It's always a scramble and there's always the, all the little things that got to go into place. Um, and so, so that's kind of like, I don't know, that's how, sort of how I lead up to it. And then plus it's, you know, oh, this person, I want to, I want this person to know about it ahead of time. I want this person to know about it ahead of time. Um, you know, this, 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 and this for marketing, uh, and, you know, promotional purposes and stuff like that. So, uh, a lot of details that go into it for sure. So the second interesting thing was, so the site launched yesterday as we record and, and a tweet from you, and you say on launch days, I've done so much work ahead of time. I like to spend the day with my family. And then you kind of followed up to say that you were going for ice cream and, and popcorn now, at the movies. I think you said now, I, well, kind of, no, I, uh, I took my for, so we all went out for lunch and then uh, and then last night my wife and I hung out and we made popcorn and watched a movie because I've been working like late nights like the last two weeks. This behavior is completely opposite to mine at least. Where lunch day, all I do all day is just sit uh, and and just fret over things, and I can't leave the machine in case something horrible happens. Right, um, and I'm checking Twitter and, and doing all of that sort of stuff. How are you able to take yourself away from it? It took me like three and a half years to learn. Because um, it totally, you're right, like checking, that's, oh my gosh, like you're just checking Twitter constantly because you're, you know, people are asking questions or they're sending accolades and, or they, you know, they're sending, you know, they're they're not happy, whatever. And so you just want to be there. You want to be part of that conversation. You want to make sure the site doesn't go down. So for sure, like I did spend like the first half of my day at at the desk um, so I got out that morning and you know, we didn't launch the site until a little after 9 a.m. So I had like several hours in the morning, like everything was done. Like the night before I was up to about 1 a.m., like finishing everything. So everything was ready when I went to bed on Monday night. Um, so all I had to do on Tuesday morning was basically, you know, like turn off the splash page so that the new design would be live and then, you know, publish all the new articles and and then be be done, right? So it wasn't like two, you know, it was like half an hour of worth of work to kind of make sure all that, you know, went together. So I had, you know, several hours on Tuesday morning and I just, so I just leisurely made some coffee and I've learned, like, I remember when I first launched, um, you know, I first announced like I was going to quit my job and go full time. Like that was super frightening. Um, and you know, like, like you said, like you just sit there at the computer and you're just kind of like watching, like watching people um like come see what you've launched i guess is is sort of like what you're doing um and yeah you're you're making sure that the site doesn't go down you're you're available for support but i have never in all my launch launch day things i've never had any like actual emergencies come up right it's all only um you know incoming emails incoming tweets and watching like the stats of 
Is it, um, you know, people visiting the site or people signing up for a membership or, you know, people buying the book, whatever it may be, like you're, you're, you're staring at the stats. And I was just like, this is so, like over the years, that's really stressful. Like that is such a, like you said, you just fret, right? You spend the whole day fretting. And it's like, no, this is the day to celebrate the hard work because tomorrow I got to go back to work and start making stuff again. And, and so, um, I remember when I did my first release of To Light Is In The Details last summer, and I woke up, and I was just depressed. Like, the whole day, I was I was melancholy, I was lethargic, and it was weird. Like, I'm not, I don't, like, I don't get depressed, but I, I was, you know, I mean, obviously I do, because I was, but, like, that's not a normal thing for me. And it was this, you know, like, I was just so consumed with, how well is the book going to do? Am I going to sell any copies? And what are people going to think about? It? Are they going to hate me? Are they going to not like it? Are they going to want their money back? Are they going to be upset? Right? Like it was just so like, I was just so like narcissistic about it. And as opposed to being like, no, like this is a celebration of today's a day to like, it's there, it's out. Hooray. Um, and that's really, really hard to do when you work for yourself and when you're at home and you're, you know, you've got a blog and you work from home. Like it's hard to have like a celebratory launch day because you're not around your coworkers. And so you can't all go out to lunch together. And that yeah. was, you know, like I was really bummed about that. Like all the, the, the guys that helped me with the site, um, you know, we, we were talking on Slack. I was like, man, yeah, I, I really wish I could take you guys all out to lunch today and, and we could all, you know, give each other high fives and, and, you know, have, have something to eat and, and just have a good time. And like, congratulate each other for a job well done um but instead we just like you know we're text messaging each other good job so happy you know like which is cool like i love that we're able to to work with these people and like i've got some of the most amazing guys in the planet that i get to work with and i'm so proud to 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 work with them and the, the work that they do and so the being you know remote has empowered us to to be able to be a team but there's, I definitely miss the fact that we're not able to get together and and celebrate, you know, go out to lunch together or you know, go see a movie together or anything like that. Um, so instead, I celebrate with my family. I take my kids out to lunch and um, you know, hang out, take take the evening off, and actually hang out with my wife for the evening and stuff like that. Um, so I might try and take that advi- that advice for me for next time. Although I don't expect to do anything like that. For a very, very long time. <laughs> I think it's crucial. I think it's so important. Like even just the little stuff, like celebrating little things. Um, I think it's just so important. And it just, I, I think that, you know, Mike, you're, you're probably like this. I think a lot of folks probably listening to the show are, are in the same vein. Like if you're that kind of like the creative entrepreneur, uh, you've got a little bit of that chip in you. The tendency is to, to be so focused on like getting that, you know, getting stuff made and getting it out there, you know, getting the things done, right? And there's such a focus on that that we lose, um, like we, like we never stop and take a break and celebrate. Hey, I got stuff done, right? <laughs> like it's all about how productive am I being, never celebrating how productive have I been. And I, you've got to have both. You've got to like, you got to have that strong work ethic, of course, but you've also got to be able to say, hey. You know what? I I did a good job. I'm 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 happy. I'm proud. Like, yay! You know, and like, I'm gonna take an hour off and go somewhere and and buy a coffee and you know and just say 
good job, self. Like you did it. All right, now back to work. Like just taking that pause to celebrate, I think is it's so important because that's where, um, you, like you need it for the long term sustained life of of making stuff and and doing stuff over over years and years and years. You know, like we're still young. We're in our twenties. We're in our thirties. Right, like even those of us in our forties, like we're still young and we have so much ahead. And if it's always just head down, head down, what's next? Keep going, keep going. Like you just, you may like be prolific, but you lose some of like that, like that curiosity. You lose some of that like playfulness that injects the personality into the work that you're doing. And um, and so I still feel like I could do things better when it comes to celebrating. Like, you know, product launches and celebrating stuff like this, but it it feels like it's one of the most important things to my job is is taking that break and and saying, "Hey, good job." So, I love that. I think that's fantastic. Like, I I love that, that idea. It's such a different mentality to the to the type of way that I think about these things. So, I'm gonna have to try and uh, apply it myself. It's so important. I really think it's important. So uh, I want to take a quick break to thank our second sponsor for this week's episode, and that is our friends over at Pilot. Now, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, I want to create my own site, I have a great idea for an app or a service, but I'm just not sure how to build it, well, Pilot can help you. They are a designer development studio founded in 2009, and they create products for all kinds of startups and enterprise clients across the web, but also iPhone and iPad too. They have a team of 50 designers, developers, producers, and product directors, and they're located in Berlin, London, and their head office in Poland, and they're ready and waiting to help you on your next project. Pilot can either help you build a great team that you can work with every day, or if you want to just deal with one person and have them do it for you, they have producers who are able to take care of everything from on a daily basis. They try and work with you in the way that you want to work. And they work with clients from all over the world, with big brands like Lonely Planet or Macmillan, and small companies as well. No project is too big or too small. Some startups that they've worked with have been backed by world-class investors and accepted into top-class ex- top accelerators like Y Combinator. And it just shows that the quality of work that Pilot can help you with will make your company shine, even in the toughest of environments. And they put their own money where their mouth is. They make their own products. Um, they've made a great little app called Tapes, which I know that a few of you will be familiar with. And you should go check it out if you haven't. I think usetapes.com, I think, is the website. It's an awesome little Mac app that allows you to really quickly and easily um, create little screencasts that are super simple to share too. Yes, it's usetapes.com. It's a lovely little app and you can kind of see the quality of their work by going there and checking that out. But if you're looking for a first-class team of designers and developers who sweat the little details, go check out pilot.co. Thank you so much to Pilot for their support of this show and Relay FM. So, Mr. Blanc. I'd like to talk to you about the product reviews that you're doing. So, I mean, I know that you guys are finding new stuff all the time and, and you're like, hey, look at this um, kettle which plays a melody or, you know, and, and <laughs> yes. there's all this like fun stuff that's coming in. But but then you write these like huge reviews of the, like the camera that you've written about. How do you choose the, the products that are worthy of review? 
Um, I think it's not necessarily like, is this product worthy or not? It's more like, am I, do I like this product? Right? Like I, that's always been my approach. I've been writing uh, software and, and, and gadget reviews for years and years on my sites. And so my approach has always been to highlight stuff that I like, I love this. I want to recommend it. I like it. You know, I want to talk about this because I'm, like, I'm nerdy about that. Right. And so I love to just nerd out and I could just talk forever about this stuff. And so I'm kind of like, Hey, the stuff that I'm excited about that I think is really cool. Um, that if you were, you know, we're just hanging out, uh, you know, you come over for dinner and we hang out or it's, you know, afterwards having a drink and, and, uh, we're chatting it up and you say, Hey, you know, well, what's that over there? Or, you know, what's that, what's that speaker on your desk or what's, you know, what's this, uh, you know, Oh, what's that pocket knife in your pocket? You know, like, like, you know, Oh, let me tell you about it. Right. Like I, I would do that. I would just, I would like dominate the conversation talking about such and such a thing. Um, because I like it. It's cool. I, you know, I want to chat it up. So for me, it's like the, the qualification for something to be reviewed is that I I just think it's cool. Uh, let's talk about it. Cause this is, this is gonna be fun. Let's, let's chat it up. And so that's kind of like the that's kind of the goal is it's and then the, the, then the review is conversational a little bit and it's it's a little bit more informal and it kind of focuses more um you know like the, the stanley kubrick quote you know it's not so much in the think of a thing as in the feel of it and so these reviews are focusing on sort of like the feel of the product like why is this cool you know whatever um that's kind of like the aim uh for these things and so uh so that's kind of like the yeah whatever that's that's the qualification to, for it to be worthy. If that makes sense. It does make sense. Do you have, I mean, I know that you've written the reviews and I'm sure that, that your fantastic team are going to, as you mentioned, be writing stuff too. Do you have like a style guide for so how you want them to be written? Like a tone of voice? Right now, no. We've got a huge style guide for the suite setup and all our contributing authors. Um, I don't have anything yet in place for tools and toys. Um, partly because like I said, we're still kind of figuring it out. Um, so I mean, we definitely have like, there's just like the basics, you know, like we write in Markdown and you know, try to be positive and we don't swear and things like that. But, uh, like beyond that, in terms of like the, um, like what should be included in the review, like what should be the tone, what should be the goal? Um, that's like that kind of a style guideline is not yet in place. So let's talk about photography. How important okay. is the photography to you? I mean, it's clearly a, a big part of the site now um mm-hmm. is this because this is important to you personally like is photography in general important to me personally is that what you mean um well on the site how how important is the imagery and the photography that you guys are, are producing i think it's very important um i mean it's not like preeminent like in terms of visually like the new site it just like makes so much space for huge awesome images so like that's so it's definitely like become a very visual website, like the you know huge, huge images and, and you know big backgrounds and, and stuff like that. Um, you know, it looks awesome on the iPhone, like all these you know different places and whatnot. So it it definitely like caters to really good photography. So I definitely want there to be like the best photography we can have on there, of course. Um, but it's not like we're not gonna not post something because it has like an ugly picture attached to it. Uh, maybe maybe we would but but probably not probably would but i guess when you're creating the photography yourself you're putting extra care into it 
Oh, for sure. Like I put so much time. So the the camera review, right? Like I had all these, uh, you know, like the glamour shots of the camera itself are, you know, almost as cool, if not cooler than some of the shots taken with the camera. Right? So here's my question for you: How did you take such great camera, such great photos of your camera? So I still have my like my camera that I replaced with the newer one. Right. So, cause I got like a, you know, this fancy, you know, the Olympus EPL five is so it's like this little, uh, this little pocket camera, but it's like got the guts of a professional grade camera on the inside. It's a really, really awesome little thing. And, uh, I had it for like a year and a half and then upgraded it like about half a year ago, about eight months ago. Um, but I never sold it because I was like, I still need to, I'm going to eventually review this new camera and I'm going to want to take pictures of the new camera. So I've been holding on to the old camera, waiting to take pictures of the new camera when I publish the review. Um, and so now I've you know finally done that. So that's what I, I used my old camera to take pictures of the new camera. And like internally, they're actually like the guts of the cameras are very, very similar. So they're both um, you know capable of taking amazing photos. Um, and then a lot of what matters with with photography, of course, is the lenses that you're using. I've got some really nice, uh, you know, prime lenses, so they don't zoom in or out or anything like that. So they're 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 pretty high quality. Um, so using some of those, you know, get some pretty great shots. How are sponsorships working for for the site now? Like, how uh, how are you are you going out and you're you're selling to to companies and such? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I like as I always have. So. Um, so tools and toys and Chamblanc.net, since they're like, I mean, when I launched tools and toys, I was already doing sponsorships on Chamblanc.net. So I basically just tied the two together and I was like, Hey, when you book a spot, you get both sites. Um, and so it's always been that way. So when someone books a sponsorship, they get, you know, uh, quote unquote, you know, there was a run of the network, uh, sponsorships that would be on tools and toys and on Chamblanc.net. Um, and the and you know Tools and Toys has a pretty substantial readership um, in and of itself, and it's you know really grown quite a bit over the last couple of years. Um, so it definitely holds its own. Uh, and so, uh, but yet you know Jean-Blanc.net's kind of like the whatever, like that's my brand, right? Like it's my personal brand. Um, so there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of clout with having a sponsorship on Jean-Blanc.net. So actually, the two kind of complement each other pretty well. Um, so I'm just, you know, keeping doing that. So when someone books a spot on one or the other, they get, they get both, they both go together. Um, and you know, sponsorships are doing, doing really well. So I've, I've, I kind of do them myself. I'm, I'm part of the syndicate network, but, uh, a lot of the sponsorships I book, cause I've got over the years, I've just developed a lot of personal relationships with people out there. And you know, Mike, you know how this goes, like you do these podcast stuff. Um, you know, you've got your, uh, you've got a, a a bunch of relationships with these guys and these these businesses out there and and you're friends with them and so it's kind of like you know they book one or two or three spots uh a year with you and you just kind of have that that ongoing relationship and stuff um and so that's kind of kind of similar to what I've got plus a lot of you know new folks come in and um and then people book through the syndicate as well uh from time to time so that, that's kind of how it works right now you give away quite a lot because you also put a, a spot in your your show as well in your podcast. Yeah, my Friday weekly briefly podcast is uh, so. Yeah, when someone books a sponsorship, they also get that that podcast spot as well. It's quite a, so it's I, quite I, I do, a deal yeah. you give away, you know. Well, I mean, and then you know, I mean, it means then I, I can charge more. Um, you know, so that that's one reason, and yeah, I think that just like these are all the things I'm doing. 
you know, I don't know. Like, I, I mean, I've got like three websites in a podcast now. So it's sort of like, yeah, like I, I sort of have this, this miniature little, you know, media corporation, I guess. Um, you know, of, of, you know, like these are some of the best websites on the planet. Like I, I really believe that. So it's kind of like, oh yeah, they are. Seriously, they I, are. I agree. I love them all. <laughs> Thank you. And so, um, so I don't know. So I'm, I'm kind of just playing with the idea of like, yeah, they're all separate. Like tools and toys has a very, it like it's got its own established brand. The sweet setup has like a very clear, um, like established brand. Um, and then, uh, you know, Sean Blanc, of course has been around for the longest and, and like, I'm kind of like the, like the public figurehead, I guess I, whatever, like of all this stuff. And I'm going, you know, I don't want like, yeah, they're separate, they're sister sites, whatever. Um, but I also like, as I'm, you know, doing more of my energy now, uh, in, in terms of like building out these sites, like I would not be able to like the suite setup and tools and toys would not exist the way that they exist today without the help of my team. You know, I've got Chris Gonzalez and Bradley Chambers and Jeff Abbott and, and Stephen Hackett. And so these guys like, like every day, like we're, we're in Slack, we're working together. Um, and so I'm spending more of my time, like, like working with them, like helping them to be able to do their job for the responsibilities that they have on the different sites, um, as well as possible. And so like, I'm uh, from, I'm looking on, you know, uh, internally looking at it, it's just like, Hey, like we just have a couple different sites and, you know, we write an article, you know, and it, oh, we're going to publish on tools and toys because it makes more sense there. Or this article we're going to publish on the suite setup. Like it's, you know, so for us, it's just kind of like, hey, you know, which box does this go in? Uh, you know, and and I kind of want it to be that similarly in terms of um, like as I'm now like working with sponsors and advertisers and stuff like that uh, to say, hey, you know, like we've got this network. There's a lot of overlap in terms of interest, but yet also each site does have its very specific readership and very unique readership um, and this reach and the scope and stuff. So trying to do like, you know, stuff where the the sites, you know, support one another and help one another. And, and when advertisers book, they get stuff across the whole, you know, the whole network and, and all that stuff. And, um, you know, it's, it's new to me. It's an experiment and I'm, I'm kind of learning as I go, but um, I'm like, Hey, I get to set the rules. This is my stuff. You know, I'm the one paying the bills in terms of, you know, keeping the lights on and, and paying the staff. And it's like, you know what, I'm going to, I think this would be fun to do it this way. So this is how we're going to do it. And let's see how it goes. Um, and just trying to be as honest and transparent with our readers as possible along the way. And I think that it, it it's working out. And I think it's, 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 it's happening. It's, it's working. Now I have one final sponsor and then I have a couple more questions that I want to ask you. Speaking so. of sponsors. Yeah. I mean, these guys, we, we love our sponsors and like, you know, it's something that we, I know that you, you do it because you're doing this stuff yourself, but, and you say about the personal relationship stuff, and it's something that we try and do is I just contact com- companies I want to talk about. Right. Because yeah, exactly. Th- these are companies that I use their products or I'm in awe of the stuff that they do, or, you know, or I just think that they're really cool and I want people to hear about them. Mm-hmm. And no, I totally agree. And one of those companies is our friends at Campaign Monitor. They make it really easy to design, create, send, and optimize your email campaigns in a beautiful way and just making it loads of fun. And, and that's what I love about Campaign Monitor. They've built these fantastic tools like Canvas, which is their easy-to-use, super simple builder 
which allows you to create beautiful email newsletters that look great everywhere, especially on mobile devices. Thousands of campaign monitor customers are using Canvas to totally reinvent what they send. So you can try and create a template right now for free over at campaignmonitor.com slash canvas, and I know you're going to love it. Campaign Monitor also has some super cool features for sending your email campaigns, like dynamic content. And this allows you to personalize emails to your subscribers. So you may use their powerful segmentation tools that they have to like group your subscribers together. So you, like, you understand them. You see how oh, these type of people do this, these type of people do this. They're from this part of the world. And then you can offer them specific content in your emails, right? So everyone gets the same standard template. But for these guys, you want to show this. For these guys, you want to show this. They have all of these tools. It's built right into Campaign Monitor. Campaign Monitor is also built for designers and agencies alike as well. So if you want to find out how you can rebrand and offer their services to your clients at your own prices, they have a special page for this at campaignmonitor.com agencies. But whatever you want to do, Go sign up for a free account right now at campaignmonitor.com. Thank you so much to Campaign Monitor for supporting this show, for making it possible, and for supporting Relay FM. Great company. So, Mr. Blanc, you have yes. a whole empire. You have a media empire. Why is this not all on SeanBlanc.net? Why do you have three different websites? That's, a, that's an excellent question. Um, I think part of it is that SeanBlanc.net, if it was all on SeanBlanc.net, it would all be me, right? So I would have had to, to like start a new site. Um, yeah, and I mean, the sweet set, like it could be all on the sweet setup or it could all be on Tools and Toys. Um, I could like merge the two. But I think like having kind of that more, uh, you know, a little bit more narrow focused. And so the sweet setup is primarily... Um, I mean, it's like 98% focused on like Mac and iOS software. And so we interview people about the software that they use. We give, uh, you know, weekly, we've got tips about Mac and iOS software. And we do these reviews of this is the best, you know, fill in the blank for, you know, Mac or iOS software. Um, so very, very focused on that. And there's, I mean, that there's just a well of things that could be written in that, you know, in that sphere. Um, and so I think that having kind of that focus, like the site, there's plenty on that site as is, and we've got plenty of stuff to to continue writing about. Um, and so if it was just on my own site, like I would be writing about it um, and I wouldn't, but I wouldn't be able to like keep up with it. Right. Or I would have like guest posts on SeanBlanc.net. Um, and I just felt like the, you know, you've got the guys like Jason Kotke or John Gruber that have been doing this and like they've got the one site and it's just kind of they like and i mean this as a compliment but they've got like the one string fiddle and they've just been writing with that same kind of focus and same content on the one site for years and years and years and have done exceedingly well with it and like that's awesome and i think that that is a that's an excellent thing to do and i um i over my years of of kind of writing for a living and, and kind of being self, uh, self-employed as a writer and a blogger. Like I've kind of, I feel like I'm a little, like my personality is just different than, than, than John Gruber's. Right. And so what works for him doesn't necessarily work for me. And that's like fine, you know, and like maybe if I 
did things his way, like Sean would be significantly larger than it is in terms of its, its reach and scope. Um, but I really enjoy having these other sites and I really enjoy like these other projects that I'm able to build with other guys and have, have this team of folks that were able to work together and I'm able to, to pay them for their work. And, and so I'm, I'm giving some people some jobs. Um, like, I love that. that. Like, that's important to me. Like, that's a value to me. And, uh, you know, and I, I really enjoy the process of, you know, building out these businesses and, and these things online. Um, as much as I love doing the writing and doing the, the creative work as well, I like, I like both. And so that's sort of why there's more, there's multiple sites is because, um, I feel like that's the, like, that's a business model and that's a creative model that, that really works for me that I enjoy, um, and kind of helps fit in with some of like my own values and goals as a, as a small business owner and as someone who creates stuff on the internet. Does it, what are the complexities that arise from having all of this stuff to manage by having these things split up in different places? Um, I don't like bookkeeping is a little bit of a complexity. Hmm. Like this is, uh, so here's like this odd random fact. Tools and Toys is actually owned by another company that I own. Um, and I have a remote office in Kansas. So I live in Missouri, but I have a, an office, uh, you know, a little remote office in Kansas um, because of Amazon, right? So there's this this tax thing with the affiliate stuff where basically like, um, you know, an estate passes like this online sales tax legislator uh, Amazon sort of responds. They're like, Hey, we don't like that. So basically what they do is they cut off, um, any affiliate, uh, accounts that are in that state. And so I was in Missouri. Um, and, uh, you know, like my home office is, you know, for, for tools and toys is owned by my, my home, home, my company that has its office here in Missouri. And, uh, and so they're like, Hey, we're cutting off your you know affiliate account. And I was like, ah, dang it. Well, I could either just, you know, let tools and toys go, um, or is there another solution? I was like, you know what? I, I can set up, you know, I live a mile from state line. I'll set up an office on the other side and, uh, you know, it's a little bit more overhead, but it was worth it for me to, to, to keep that income and then keep the site going. Um, so, so that's like a, you know, that's a complexity. Like I basically have these two, two businesses that, um, you know, so some people get paid from the, the tools and toys. Uh, company. Some people get paid from uh, you know the Sean Blanc company um, and and stuff like that. So that's a little bit of a it's a little bit of a bookkeeping uh, complexity, but it's not not a huge deal. Things are my, my books are pretty simple. You know, a couple checks come in a month, a couple checks go out, and uh, then the rest I just you know buy groceries and stuff. All the good stuff. Yep. Um. So I have one last question for you. Yeah. So. Uh, Along the way, you, you've brought in a bunch of people and you know you, you deal with the complexities that you have to, to manage that. And it's, it's not easy, but it's it's something that you've clearly been able to do. But I think the more interesting thing is that you're, you are able to do it. You are able to give control to other people. So like one, when do you know you need help? And two, do you find it easy to hand over control to people? <laughs> Those are really hard questions. Um, I feel like I know. For me, I I already know that I need I need more help. So um, the hardest part for me was that first first hiring Stephen Hackett. Um, you know, I mean, it was just part time, right? Like just part time 
contractor, you know, pay for a guy that I'm really good friends with and whom I knew would would do a great job. So like all the all the complex questions you normally like have to ask when you're hiring someone, I didn't have to ask those because I already had a reputation, uh, a relationship with Steve. I already knew the kind of work that he he would do. Um, the the hard part was going like, okay, like I'm I've never spent my own money to pay someone to do something that I could be doing myself, right? Like that was a that was a big jump for me as a small business owner was that first you know that hiring that first employee and i think a lot of people that have been in a, a similar situation would probably agree like that first employee is um you know like when you're in a startup or whatever they always say like the first person you hire like is is crucial to the success of the the company um this was different for me it was like this was like a philosophical decision of like okay i'm going to take some of the income and i'm going to give it to someone else and like that's an investment, right? Like it's, it's, I'm not investing it in a savings account or in a stock market where it's going to return on itself, like through interest rather, hopefully this will be an investment that will return on itself in terms of, um, increasing, uh, you know, opportunities, increasing like actual revenue and this other types of, uh, you know, other types of return on that investment. And it was, uh, so it was a big leap for me to, to be like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to spend money, you know, as opposed to just going, I could just work, I could just do it myself. And then I could keep all that money. Um, and so like, that was, uh, yeah, that was, that was an interesting process. So then once I had hired Steven and, and realized, Oh, this actually works. Like there's a, uh, like there's an, an, an economic law that, you know, money, stagnant money doesn't grow or, you know, I don't know what, like what to say. I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to be poetic, but like, like the best, like as a business owner, like one of the best things you can do with your money is, is not hoard it, but like invest it and be generous and get it out there and, and keep it moving. Like, like having that flow, like that cash flow is I think just so important. Like, you know, you, then you've got this river as opposed to like just this stagnant lake and, and so I've like I've been more and more like wanting to like okay let's bring people on let's let's hire people like basically like as I can afford and as the sites grow um you know tools and toys and the sweet setup I give like pretty much 100% of those sites like goes back into the people that are working on them and then uh my income I pay the bills through the stuff on shamblanc.net so I've got you know the the sponsorships there and then the membership stuff is still like a really big deal for me um, and then when I do like these ancillary projects, I do my book, uh, delights in the details, then I'll, I'll take the, the money that comes in from that. It's, you know, it's, it's unbudgeted, it's unexpected. It's not necessarily needed in, in part of my, like just monthly, like operations expenses and living expenses. So I'll use that to then go, okay, like let's try to take things up to the next level and I'll use that and invest it back into, all right, let's redesign tools and toys, you know, and, or let's redesign or let's build the suite setup, you know, and, and things like that. So, um. So I, I don't even remember the, oh yeah. So when do I know when to hire? It, it's basically like when I can afford to to hire people on. Um, but now I'm at the point going, okay, now I want to, the guys that I've got, I want to give them more work and I want to try to give them more money too and, and see how that can, how that goes. Um, and then delegation is, uh, is it's a skill that you learn and I've, you know, I'm still bad at it, but I'm, I'm better at it, I guess. Um, I've learned to, the the things that can be delegated are the things that um 
like i i don't know like it everything's like on a case by case basis i guess like you when you find someone that that can do a job and you say all right i want you to 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 carry this i want you to be in charge of this um you know so steven haggett like recently took over he's the editor in chief for the sweet setup um so now he's like in charge all the software reviews like he's the he's the guy that's managing getting those out the door and he works with the contributing authors and he works with uh, Jeff Abbott, who's our senior editor, um, to 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 pull it all together and make it happen. Um, and like he's doing an amazing job. And I knew that I needed to delegate that because we had like three or four reviews that were just bottlenecked in my email inbox, waiting for me to go through and work with the contributing authors. Like they just weren't getting out the door because I just wasn't able to to find the time to do it. Um, and so I was like, okay, this needs this needs to be changed. I need, I need help in this regard. So that was a big way of learning how to delegate was stuff wasn't happening. Like I was just dropping the ball in areas. And so I was like, okay, this needs, like I either need to delegate somewhere else so that I can pick this ball back up or I need to give this ball to someone else uh, and have them carry it. And so that's what I did with Steven. And it's just been fantastic. Like he's just like, he just got everything flowing. He does such a great job. Like he just excels in that role. Um, just does such a great job. So, uh, so that's, that's kind of it. Like finding people that can, that can do things better than you can. Um, and then free me up to do what I do best. So. Mr. Sean Blanc, I'm so happy that things are going well for you because you're a genuinely nice guy whom I like very much. So I'm very, I'm very, very pleased for you, sir. So, uh, congratulations on the launch of your Thank you. Site. Where can people uh, be, get in touch with you? Where can they find out what you're up to? What's a good place? Uh, so SeanBlanc.net is still kind of the hub. So all the cool stuff, I always link to the other sites from there. Um, so that's a great starting point. You know, of course, ToolsAndToys.net, TheSweetSetup.com. Those are the, those are the sites. And you are a Twitter user? I am, at SeanBlanc. If you would like to find the show notes for this week's episode, you want to take yourself over to relay.fm slash inquisitive slash eight if you'd like to follow me on Twitter. I am at imike, I-M-Y-K-E. Thank you so much to our sponsors for this week, lynda.com, Pilot, and Campaign Monitor. Make sure you check those guys out and help support the show. I'll be back next week with another episode of Inquisitive. Until then, bye-bye.